Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy hump day. Hump day. It's a beautiful day because THEO is back in studio, ready to celebrate hump day in style. He's looking good, smelling good, and I'm just so excited to have this precious energy to carry us through. Yeah, and it wouldn't be a hump day without Theo, so make sure to hump someone you love, whether that's your partner it's or your so dog. It's so important. It's so important. And, you know, in this unprecedented time, it is more important than ever to, like, keep the traditions of hump day alive. I totally agree. It's a weekly reminder to hump it out. And just, it's also a weekly reminder, if, we're t- if we take a different perspective, it's a weekly reminder for you to just pretty much, like... Spread love. And, no, and, like, appreciate the people in your life who you love, you know? Yeah, yeah, for that's sure. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful day, and it's a beautiful reminder. It's a beautiful reminder. It is a beautiful day. It's supposed to be a major snowstorm here in New York. I know it's going to start trickling in this afternoon. It hasn't so. started, so I have, to, like, a lot to do before the snow starts, because once the snow starts, I'm, like, completely out of commission, useless. I know, but it's so weird having a snowstorm after a year of being in lockdown, because it's, like, there's no difference. It's, like, <laughs> oh, I don't need to go out and get canned foods because I have them. Right, no, and, oh, that's true. It's, like, you know, it's just, like this is nothing. This is, what, one day of not leaving house? No, and it's, like, we're also, like, not. Everyone's still working from home, so it's, like, oh, cool, it's snowing it, outside. Working from home with snowflakes. So what? Yeah, well, except for us, because yeah. we we're come here, here delivering to see the all past of you. Five. Yeah. We have an amazing show for you guys today. It is Wednesday, which means two things. One, our second Bachelorette recap of the week will be in the TV recap segment, and it will be Dear Toasters, our advice segment, which we do every Wednesday. And if you ever want to write in, you can email us, deartoasters at gmail.com. I'm so excited to hear what you guys have cooked up for us today. Me as well, me as well. As I say this every Wednesday, but in, in, during quarantine, <laughs> I literally say this every Wednesday, Dear Toasters has become one of my favorite parts of the week. Yeah. It really has. It's probably because it's also hump day. That's true. So you know you're going to hump someone you love. 100%. Getting a haircut today. I'm just like, you know when you have weeks where you just like take care of business? That's, and for me, it's like any week before I'm going to actually do something. Yeah. Um, I'm so jealous you're getting a haircut. I'm having one of those weeks too. Like wax, manicure, gym. Dentist. Oh, that's a big one. How did it go? You know what? Okay, so... It was in in a lot of ways worse than I expected, but in a lot of ways better than I expected. In terms of pain and uncomfortability and like how I thought I would have like 50 root canals since literally neglecting my oral health, um, I didn't have that. So that's where I was positively surprised. The second thing that kind of disappointed me in a lot of ways, it was like so much more, you know, involved than I remember like getting all these x-rays done like seems so unnecessary like just tell me if I have a cavity you know like and putting the machine in my mouth was so painful and just took longer than I expected so it was 
I overall I netted out even it wasn't as bad I was just scared I was going to be in pain and like literally have to get an emergency root canal but she actually said she made a point to ask what kind of brush are you and by the way we don't have an ad for brush today but she literally said like what kind of brush do you use electric and I'm like yes a brush she's like you brush so well that's that brush for you all you have to do to brush well is just hold it to your the brush and use code toast let the brush do the work yeah and use code toast that your teeth do get shinier scientists say but if you use the code I also was just like on my Instagram stories talking about you know my disdain for the dentist and people were just being so funny I guess like most adults like it's like you're either one type of adult or the other like either you go to the dentist like every six months or you literally neglect your oral health for years at a time and that's me I've been both of those people and now I'm one that goes all like regularly because I don't like what I have to do when it when I wait too long it's bad news but I just I think there's people have different kinds of teeth like I'm very my teeth are very high maintenance yours are low maintenance no I'm very low maintenance she like couldn't believe I hadn't been to the dentist in so long it's like "Mm -hmm, yes yes so proud but I got a cleaning I feel like my breath is better that's good yeah I was telling her like the only real problem I have is like if I don't eat for a while like which is rare I have like (laughs) the worst fucking breath and it's beyond bad breath it's like duty in the throat and she said I might have just needed a cleaning so here I am. Might have. Do I look different? That's so funny. That's and I was all day making Ben smell my breath. I'm like, is it better? And he was like, no. <laughs> no, I don't think that teeth cleaning makes it that much better. No, she said it's also probably like a digestive thing. Basically. It's like coming from your stomach. She said like, stop eating like shit and you might have better breath. No, I've eaten all different ways in my life and the breath is bad <laughs> no matter how you slice it. You know what's funny? It's like we've been the morning toast for two years, three, almost going on three going years. Going on three. And we will still always in our souls be the morning breath. Yeah. For we're so always many reasons. talking about breath. Always. Um, so we have an amazing show for you guys today. And I think um, if you have nothing else to catch the world up on. I think we could get um, right into it because we have like a lot of think ground to cover. Sure. Okay, go. Uh, what were you going to say though? I, know, I was just going to um, say how like yesterday I spent all day uh, working on my cameo. And it was so rewarding, both financially and emotionally. Are you enjoying being part of the cameo famio? You know, I am because I would say like 90 out of 100% of the cameos that I got yesterday were from one sister to another sister. It was a sibling, you know, moment. And for that, we have no choice but to stand. That's and so I just, exciting I just for like you. being a gift. That makes me feel special, you know? Yeah. No, it's, it's such a rewarding experience for everyone involved. Yeah. And I'm glad that you are on the cameo train. More I cameo look, famio. I look forward to seeing... How it progresses. Woohoo. So without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Noom, where getting in shape doesn't have to be about losing a specific amount of weight or a magic number on the scale. It's about building healthier habits and feeling better about yourself. If fitting into your favorite pair of jeans is your goal, then great. But there are many reasons why you might want to practice self-care and every person is different. So what is Noom? It is a habit-changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. It's based in psychology, so Noom teaches you why you do the things you do and empowers you with the tools you need to break bad habits and replace them with better ones. Noom is not a diet. It's a healthy and easy-to-stick-to way of life where no food is considered good, bad, or off-limits. They teach you moderation, and it can be used in conjunction with many pre-existing popular diets, which I know is what you do, and now you're getting all your friends on board. Is that right? Yes, I am. Noom.com slash toast. I'm telling everyone about it because I have loved doing the Noom program, and it's the best place, I think, to start if you don't know that much about what it takes to reach your goals. You know, whatever those goals may be, I think Noom is the perfect place to start to really learn about 
how the human body, your body. And I think most of the numers would agree that one of the best parts about it is they're accurate and the biggest online food database available that lets you track your meal habits, visualize portion sizes, and see calorie density at a glance. And since we're all strapped for time, Noom is just asking you to commit to 10 minutes a day for yourself. And you're human, so if you go off track, there's absolutely no shaming. They just give you tips to help you get back on track tomorrow. You can chat with a goal specialist and the Noom community to get and give help to people going through the same thing. Noom says you don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash toast. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash toast to start your trial today. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash toast. Love it. Okay, first story, really big news that broke yesterday. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex are becoming podcasters. Podcasters. Prince Harry and Meghan have inked an exclusive multi-year deal with Spotify through a newly formed production company, Archwell Audio. Together, they plan to host and produce podcasts that uplift and entertain audiences. The partnership will kick off later this month with a holiday special hosted by the couple that will feature inspirational stories. Spotify-owned studio Gimlet will produce the show in partnership with Archwell Audio. Harry and Meghan said in a statement that, quote, what we love about podcasting is that it reminds all of us to take a moment and to really listen, to connect to one another without distraction. With the challenges of 2020, there has never been a more important time to do so because when we hear each other and hear each other's stories, we are reminded how, of how interconnected we all are. Okay, I just have to say, and I have a lot of thoughts on this, but like, the statement is like a little insulting. Like, just call it what it is. Like, you needed the money. Like, no, it's fine. for sure. And it's like 2020 is ending now. So we got through 2020 with the existing podcast. And it's we a got little late. We got through 20 without you. 2020 without you. <laughs> so don't come in in December and try and help. Like, no, I just, the statement is like a little insulting to our intelligence. It's like, we wanted to do the, we believe in, pod, you have never listened to a podcast in your fucking life. Like, just, let's call it what it is it is. You gotta work. I totally respect it. Yeah, no, like, just the emphasis on 2020 when you're literally putting out your podcast in the last week of 2020. It's like, the other podcast got us through. It's silly. It's silly. But as this being their next step, I actually think this is a great move for them. I think... I see this from two perspectives. I think we've been like kind of monitoring what Spotify has been doing this whole year. We've been talking about, you know, them doing Addison Rae's podcast. Kim did a social justice, Michelle Obama. And I think this is like a huge get for them, a Uh huge get for the for the podcasting community. But Spotify has kind of been on this journey. We've been watching them all year to like really dominate the podcasting space. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. So this is huge for them. Congrats to the Spotify team for getting, you know, Archwell on board. And now for Megan and Harry, it's like it must be so nice for them to like they don't they they do they've done now i think three big deals this year and since leaving and like needing to work and live and I'm what's sure the third one there's netflix now spotify megan had that disney plus voiceover thing oh true and um i think that was it they have a netflix deal netflix did you yeah. say netflix yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so they just have like these three or four like huge benchmark deals and it's like they just do like a deal a quarter and they live this like magnificent, magnificent life. Yeah, for sure. But I wonder, I was actually thinking about the two of them the other day before this announcement came out and I was like, they were like the first big story of 2020 that they were exiting the royal family and like obvious, I think that like coronavirus has been really damaging no to their plans like I think they must have had like big big plans to step out and they were gonna like you know do it with red carpets Met Gala this that and they could have had some big big hands too they could have had some big big hands along with their big big plans and I think they had to recalibrate what their move was gonna be and I wonder if 2020 wasn't the year that it was would they have ever Entered into the podcasting realm. And I feel like no. Well, okay. So you just raised a really, really interesting point that I think goes back to what the world is kind of divided on when it comes to Megxit, Megan and Harry. So 
either coronavirus was the best thing or the worst thing. No, no wait, let me, let me finish. Okay. Because there's a certain amount of people who truly, and I don't even know where I stand because I read the, some of the book. Like, I, I don't know where I stand on Meghan and Harry. But there are two ways of thinking when it comes to Meghan and Harry and their exit from the royal family. The first way of thinking is like, they are thirst monsters. They use the royal family. This is what Megan's always wanted. They just want to be famous and be in America and like do Netflix. So if that's the case, yes, 2020 was the worst year for them to have left. And I'm sure they're regretting all their decisions. But there's also a- No, I don't think they're regretting their decisions. Let me finish. I think they're just like, they're, they're like- recalibrating there's also a group of people who and, and if you read the book it was very convincing that this is the way that it all happened that it was really just like too much for them too much for megan too much for the baby so toxic he was never going to be an actual you know um royal king yeah so like what's the point and this was so toxic and this was the best thing for their family and for their mental health and then having a break this year was best was, for their mental health right so either it depends on how you see the megxit situation because either covid and quarantine was the most incredible thing to have like a, literally a gift from god exactly what megan was asking for or literally a gift from Satan, exactly the opposite of what Megan was asking for. It's just how you see the situation. I think just like everything else, it's a bit of both. I think for a lot of people, there has been a silver lining in quarantine, you know, getting back mm -hmm. to what's important, spending time with the people that you love, having quality time with people that you wouldn't have had it with otherwise. And I feel like they can definitely see that side of it. But I think on the business side, they still have to work. And it, it whatever plans that they were making might have been stymied by yeah. this year. And by the way, they're probably making just as, if not more, there's actually been so much money like poured into media this year because so many people are like changing their habits. So I think they're probably making the same, if not more money as whatever their OG plan was, but it's just not as prestigious. It's not the Mecca red carpet. It's the podcasting yeah. um, pod potty awards, you know? Yeah. No, I think they, they're still like doing well and, and they're, they're moving with the times. I just, I think that they had some like really glamorous plans and, I don't I mean, know. Everything's now virtual. I feel like they're always popping up on like on a, Zooms. on a Zoom, and it's like that's not super glamorous. I'm that's sorry. That's not like ex royal. That's not red carpet can stairs. Yeah, Meghan and Harry stepping out like you know. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? I'm also kind of glad we were like spared that temporarily. <laughs> But they really do know how to take a picture. Like, do you remember how much we like the umbrella picture over the last? That was like their last royal event. She wore that blue dress and so he was holding the umbrella, and it was like literally movie magic. Yeah, and I think a lot of their plans for this year, like, did um, include those moments, which were taken out. That's very, very possible. You know. But anyways, I think this is such exciting news. Like, this is literally the craziest royal podcast news. Like, the podcast industry is officially royalty rpn I, it couldn't be more exciting for podcasters yeah congrats good good job spotify for getting this done like and thank I, you for all from all the podcasters around the world to spotify thank you for legitimizing our business like i have the same job as prince harry <laughs> <laughs> guess what i have the same job as Meghan markle like we're queens no we're queen literally <laughs> we're, we're ex-queens <laughs> um also I like so the description of their podcast sounds like they're telling inspirational stories and it's a little vague but I'm sure like I'm so going to be their voices they're I don't know where they're going to have some other people on telling stories I'm I'm excited to listen to it and hear yeah, what no, it's I'm, about I'm curious as to the format as well and I also feel like with the podcast you know there's so much time to fill in talking you really do get a sense of a person's personality and so and you got to get a little personal yeah no and I feel like we're gonna learn more about the two of them on a personal level I'm excited for that so they're they're holding company or whatever it's called Archwell Arch obviously for Archie yeah what's well they have another one on the way, Wellington. They're living well, maybe. Yes, they are with that, I don't know. With that sure, Spotify money. I'm sure there's like, a, it means a something meaning, yeah. significant. How Taylor Swift of them. I know, and how TNN of them to do a podcast. 
And produce others. Yes. Oh, is that what they're doing? Yes. Oh, my God. Kind of like copying our format. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, we love to we see love it. We love to see it. Glad we, we can it. inspire other small podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys don't have to laugh so loud. <laughs> Anyways, I think this is such a... That's ex- why we do what we do. You know, like smaller creators who like look up to us. <laughs> no, but it's like it's really crazy if you think about 2020 like they they started 2020 as royalty and now and they're, they're with us they're with us welcome yeah. welcome it's really a great you're a, gonna love it here <laughs> it's a great medium talk about a fall from grace even though like this is really prestigious it's just yeah. funny like yeah it's money 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 okay ready for our next story yes Tom Cruise is screaming at his film crew members over COVID rules in leaked audio. I have a lot of thoughts about this. Okay, I'm going to give you the the quotes. A furious Tom Cruise torn to workers who broke COVID-19 rules on set of Mission Impossible, screaming, if I see you doing it again, you're fucking gone. He has been working tirelessly behind the scenes to enforce tight social distancing rules during the filming, which is taking place in Britain. And he flew into a rage after spotting two of the crew members standing within six feet of each other. They were both looking at a camera. There's an audio tape that captured him shouting. It's two and a half minutes. And it's worth the listen. It says, quote, if I see... If I see you do it again, you're fucking gone. And if anyone in this crew does it, that's it. And you too, and you too, and you, don't you ever fucking do it again. It was just absolutely nuts. And I saw a lot of people, I wanted to read like what the vibe was on social media because as far as I know before this video, like who is Tom Cruise to me? You know, he is like the financier of Scientology, like a toxic cult. And that's pretty much like, oh, and he was like mean to Katie Holmes. Like that's really what I know about him. Mm -hmm. So I'm like neglectful, no, not neglectful, Reticent? Yeah. Reticent to like, you know, label him a hero. But I was looking online and a lot of people were like praising him for taking the pandemic so seriously. Now, I just have to say, like, I don't really care what really whatever you're saying. Like, you can't talk to people that way. Like, his tone and what he was actually saying was so fucking nasty. Especially, like, think about it. Like, he's a big time celebrity and these are people who work on a movie set. Like, there's th- there is that dynamic where, like, people who are celebrities, like, think that they're better than the people that they work with. And his tone was just so unacceptable. Like, there, no matter what's going on, like, there's... There's never a, an okay time to speak to people that way. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, ever. No matter what you're saying. Now, yes, I'm glad that um, Tom Cruise is taking the pandemic seriously, and I am. But in the video, if you listen, he's not really upset because people will get sick. He's upset because he doesn't want the movie to get shut down. And he thinks, and he said, not in the exact words, but that he's like the whole industry is like on his back in this movie. Yeah, this is And it's said. on him to get the industry back together. It's like... Take a seat, Tom Cruise. He Relax, said, Grandpa. They're back in Hollywood making movies right now because of us. We are creating thousands of jobs, you motherfuckers. That's it. No apologies. You can tell it to the people that are losing their fucking homes because our industry is shut down. We are not shutting this fucking movie down. Is that understood? If I see it again, you're fucking gone. There was also a line about how, like, he was responsible for bringing movies back. And it was just like a, I don't know. I, I, I don't see, I'm not just jumping to like give him credit no, for taking the pandemic seriously. I haven't seen other people's thoughts on this, but when I read what he said and how he said it, no. Like it's so unnecessary. Two people standing together looking at a camera to film a movie that like he, to working for him. Yeah. Like 
Are you joking? And like, by the way, in terms of breaking COVID protocols, it would be one thing if people were like not wearing their masks or, or like there was a party at cast party on each set. other's faces. But like because they stood less than six feet away from each other to do their jobs. I'm sorry. This is, seems like a complete overreaction. Like I know. You know what? Maybe. Maybe this is, you know, movie making is a non-essential business. It really right. is. No, it's, so I'm glad that all these Hollywood actors are all gung-ho are about fighting. getting back to work while like servers and restaurant owners are just out of business. I just don't fucking feel bad for you. Tom Cruise. No. I just don't. I don't feel bad at all. I feel like so many celebrities or actors are getting back to mm -hmm. work and I think movie making is a non-essential business and there are so many other it's businesses the quintessential non -essential that business. aren't working and so I just think this is like such a Karen Cruise move. Oh my god. Karen Cruise. Yes. Like I just this story bothered me and like I saw people praising him online. I'm like why do we care? First of all Tom Cruise like what we know about him it's like he literally is the worst human He's being like ever. Nut. He's a nut. He finances Scientology which is known to be in, like the most corrupt abusive organization. So first of all I'm not running to like you know tweet about how much I love Tom Cruise. Second of all he's fucking yelling at hardworking people in this video and okay great he's taking the pandemic seriously not because he cares about the spread of the virus because he cares about his movie coming out like which is the most non-essential business of all time like I just I can't be bothered to like give one more brain cell and give one more shred of a shit about Tom Cruise right or about like this in general yeah no it's like sorry I don't feel bad for celebrities I do feel bad for the people who chose to work in the film right, industry but that's who he's yelling at right I feel bad for them Right, like they know what's at stake. They're right. the ones who They're are the impacting ones the who most. haven't been working They're the, the last six months and who haven't been able to feed their families and now they come to work to get yelled at by called, fucking Tom Cruise. To be called motherfuckers for oh. doing their job and standing near a camera. To make fucking Tom Cruise more money and more famous. It's so hypocritical. It's so hypocritical. Oh my God, justice for everyone who was in that video getting yelled at. Totally. I'm like sweating, oh my God. Yeah. I chose the wrong day to wear like a chunky knit. <laughs> I should have warned you. I should have worn my tank top. Um, okay, next story. Pastor Jamal Bryan is reacting <gasps> to the Real Housewives of Potomac reunion accusations what? of cheating on Giselle. And by reacting, I'm like, he's tweeting and talking about it, but not really talking okay. about it. Because he um, posted a cryptic Instagram message imploring his followers to remain unbothered. He said, give no energy to anything that doesn't add to your joy, align with your purpose, or pay any of your bills. He captioned the post of a man sitting under running water while enjoying a meal. Be at peace. Okay, like, I guess that could also, that, like, that could be pertaining to the drama, but it could also be just, like, a church post, you know? Like, that's something a pastor would post. Yeah. Any time of day. I just feel like that sort of post is, like, a more confirmation, you know? Because oh. if it was untrue, he would say it was untrue because no. that's an e the easiest thing to do. A hundred percent. And if there was, like, like, baseless accusations running around, not even, like, your inner circle, the whole country about you, like... Even the most peaceful pastor couldn't not respond. Yeah, because it's dragging. And, and Jamal's whole business is his name. And so if like if these really things are things are untrue, and you're just being dragged through the mud, like of course you're going to respond. Right. But no response is a response in a lot of ways. Yeah, this is a response, and I it, I feel like it lines up with like there's nothing in here that does that says that this is untrue. Right. Give no energy to anything that doesn't add to your joy, align with your purpose, or pay any of your bills. No, I'm 100% sure that everything Monique said and everything in Monique's binder in general is completely 100% factual. Yeah. Um, but also, I do agree with that. Do give no energy to anything that doesn't add to your joy, yeah. align with your purpose, or pay any of your bills. No, that sounds like an amazing, like, brainy quotes card, you know? No, but I just feel like the more you live and learn, like, that's, those are the priorities. Oh, yeah. It's, joy, it's, purpose, it's, and bills. And minding your own damn business. 100%. Which is a huge 
pillar of my life. A hundred percent. Okay, our next story. E! Online is reporting that Kim and Kanye are like living Oh my God, separately. this article is like so fucking inflammatory. Is that the right word? Yeah. But don't you think it's weird that it comes from E! while the Kardashians like are still part of the E! family? No, honestly, when I read it, I was like, oh, E! is salty as fuck. Because yeah. like, first of all, it's not uncommon for like these fake celebrity news outlets to have like sources who say random things and that never means that they're true. But when it came to the Kardashians, the E, e never did that because they always had one ear with Chris or yeah. a direct line into the family. So like this seems like a bitter move to me. I'm not going to lie. And I don't believe it. And I'm really done with like everyone trying to take down Kim and Kanye's marriage. Like we have seen time after time, like they're not going anywhere. So like just stop. Yeah, but the rumors are that Kim and Kanye are doing their own thing. They spend a lot of time apart, and they are focused on things that are important to them separately. Oh, my God, my foot is... Are so you, you know okay? When, you know when, like, you're wearing a big boot? Wait, is that the foot that's on the cover of girlwithnojob.com slash book? Oh, my God, how did you know? <laughs> it's so her first time getting recognized. So <laughs> oh, my God, this is her first time getting recognized. Yes, I don't know if you guys noticed. It's a little more photoshopped, but my foot does make an appear, appearance on the cover of my book, which comes out so soon, you guys, January 26, 2021. Can you lift your leg a little higher because your foot just looks Well, so that's a great question. Can I? Your foot looks so funny right now and small. <laughs> girlwithnojob.com slash book is the link where you can get my award-winning book. And the award that I got is the Theo's Mom Award, which is really, really prestigious. My book is called Girl With No Job, The Crazy Beautiful Life of an Instagram Thirst Monster. And it's essentially the story of my life from start to finish, but not finish because that would imply that I died. Start to now. Start to now. All about, you know... Starting our business, being in college, becoming a comedian, getting canceled. Lots of interesting things. I get a lot of uh, get a lot of questions over the years, and they're all pretty much in this book. Even if you listen to the podcast a lot and you think you know everything about me, there's so much more to know. Even my it's best friend. True. I had my friend Jason read it, who I've known since like the ninth grade. And he pretty much knows everything about me and has been there for everything. And he told me what he loved, you know, among many things in the book, was that um, he didn't know like most of this stuff about me, you know? Yeah. Um, but you can put your foot down now. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> what I was trying to say before you so graciously offered to promote my book is, you know when you're wearing like a big chunky boot with a sock and like your foot is so fucking itchy? Oh, Do you no. ever get that? I thought you were going to say sock sliding syndrome. Oh, no, no. I'm just having like itchy foot. Itchy foot. Uh, inside my boot. <laughs> and it's really annoying, but I think I got the itch out. Okay, good. Yeah, no, but sometimes when you have an itchy foot, like it's, you also are tickling yourself. It's so crazy. No, no, no. There's a difference between an itch and a tickle. Jackie. No, for Everyone me, knows I'm so ticklish. Even just thinking about it makes me <laughs> You must be like the worst at getting pedicures. Oh my God, the worst. We're yeah. always cracking up. Yeah. Um, what was the story? Oh, Jamal. No, Kim and Kanye living oh. separate lives. Um, I don't believe it. Like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not into the fake news industry, you know? No, I totally agree. And also like whether, even if, say, it were true, like, do what you got to do. Yeah, <laughs> Sometimes you need a little personal space. A hundred percent. Like, this is just so dramatic. Okay, like, I take a break from Ben all the time. It's like, I go out to lunch with my friends. Like, what are we talking? Like, stop using such vague words. Yeah, totally. What's a break? Yeah, they're, like, not saying anything, but they're, like, trying to, like... They're trying to start stuff. They're trying to start stuff. With a family that was very good to them for way too long. Agreed. Are you ready and they could stand to be a little bit more gracious. Are you yes, ready I'm for done. a fifth and final story? Because it's it's about being good. It's okay. a little philanthropy news. Okay. I don't know if you've seen Mackenzie this yet. Mackenzie Scott. Yes. Mackenzie Scott, who is the ex-wife of Jeff Bezos, reveals that she has given away nearly $4.2 billion in the last four months. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. I mean, she is... Well, I don't know if now after she gave away $4 billion, but when she and Jeff Bezos got divorced, she was like the second richest 
person in the world right after yeah. Jeff Bezos. I'm sure that like she still is and she gave away that much money to 384 organizations in America. Wow. She wrote like an article for Medium explaining, you know, her philanthropic ways and I just think that that is remarkable. Queen. 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 She did, we had reported, I think, when she initially got her settlement she that she said, was going to join the the giving pledge, which is like what a lot of the richest people do to like donate half of their wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's wonderful to see her doing it. Can you just imagine like having so much money that like you actually don't need all of it? Yeah. You know, like. That like in your lifetime and like you your children, even, you couldn't even. Wow. Iconic. Iconic. And we stand a philanthropic queen doing the most with what she has and we live for it. And I kind of also live for her um, like telling everyone about it, you know? because yeah. there's like this weird and as I feel like in 2020 like it's gotten even more weird there's like this thing where it's like if you're a public figure and you donate to charity and you publicize it like you did it for the wrong reasons but then if you don't publicize it you get so much shit for not being charitable and it's like so which one is it how do I win yeah no I think you know it just depends on the way that people go about it and I feel like with this amount of money the it it should be known. And also she... Um, no, I'm, I'm all for celebrities and public figures like sharing their um, philanthropic efforts. If that means they do more of it, like why are we shaming people for sharing their charity? I don't care that it's like, it's not real charity if you don't tell anyone. Like, I don't care. Like, people are getting the money, great. Yeah. Thanks, Taylor Swift. Donated $13,000 to two different moms last week. Yeah. All right. Love to see it. Um, okay, let's dive into our TV recap. Let's dive right in. The Bachelorette hometowns were last night, and by hometowns, I mean different corners of the La Quinta in Palm Springs. <laughs> I, you know what? Credit where it's due. I think they made the best out of a bad situation. I thought the dates were all very different from one another, very fun. They really brought in like all of their skills from Woodshop and started yes. building sets. It was really like a camp production. Yeah. You know, like, and there was a camper on the set. Yes. And Brendan's. the camper in me was happy to see campers flourish and thriving on the set of The Bachelor. All right, so let's just like bang out each one. Who went first? Brendan. Brendan, and it was very good. I mean, even, the thing is like for me, I think Brendan is the man for her of all the guys there for a bunch of different reasons. But at the rose ceremony, I was kind of like, she gave him the rose because she didn't want to reward Ben because he like gave her nothing this week and she's done pulling things out of him. And she was almost like, it was a, like a consolation prize for Brendan. So I don't really feel like she's there with Brendan. I thought maybe during the date, but just the way she acted at the rose ceremony proved that like he's not top two material. Oh, interesting. On the date, I was like, oh, this is really real. This could be it. And then all the other dates, I felt the same way. So yeah. then I forgot about the first one. And then I circled back to who I thought was the most real. And I think Zach C is who she's going to choose. Me too. That's what I said. Um, but so nothing really to report from Brendan's date. Like it was all cute and lovely. And his brother looks just like him. Oh, by the way, actually, I did want to say one thing. And I think Brendan is such a peach. I'm like, every time he talks about his brother, like, he just cries. Like, I feel that so hard. And his brother was so cute. And, like, they were both just, like, sitting around crying. And I just love them. Yeah. No, I actually felt like these um, hometowns were really emotional Mm -hmm. for the families. Because I think everything is heightened this year in general. But I do think that, like, families who don't talk about, like, their emotions a lot. When you go on TV and, like, they literally are asking you these questions that are corny at the time. But they make you open up and, like, just... When Zach C, like, had the sit down with his mom and, like, he took the time to just be like, I love you so much. Like, it wasn't even about Tasha anymore. They were just talking about their feelings. Was Zach C's mom the blonde one? Yeah. Yeah. She was hilarious. She was so cute. And, and he was just bloopers, like. Did I, you see she said she loves the bachelor? Yes. I felt like he was just, like, saying everything to her that he, like, regretted never not yeah. having said enough. And it became less about, like, is like about right. Tasha, which, I mean, it's always about Tasha and, like, literally everyone's in Every love with her. Look. Oh, my God. That, oh, my God. Uh, 
Zach's dad was in love with her and so was uh, Ivan's dad. No, everyone, everyone's in love with her. But like, I don't know. I feel like all these families just had a nice moment where they were able to like tell each other that they love each other. I don't I know. agree. It like I, wasn't about Tasha last night. I actually feel that, that as like well. that like families coming together. A hundred percent. And like, honestly, they're all these guys are like so close, especially they always have each of them have like one when, person like, in their special family. Person. And I thought it was really, really sweet. And Zaxi's hometown, his family was super cute. And his dad was like hilarious when he was like interrogating. He's like, I'm from a small town. I don't know about girls who date four guys in the same time yeah it was just so pure and I actually feel like um their date and like their family dynamic like I think worked best with Tasha. yeah I think that there was like they were having a really good fun time yeah then we had oh no Ivan Ivan. um who got surprised by his brother which was like so freaking cute it was literally like extreme makeover like surprise like they never do that no they don't but it was worth the wait it was was so so good Ivan is a cutie and I stand by what I said yesterday absolutely nothing about him I I just didn't last night and I haven't in general gotten the vibe that Tasha's like in love with him I feel like she wants to be around him so much like as a friend yeah I just don't get that like sexy she's like super comfortable around him and that's why she keeps him around for so long because you like like there are people in your life like regardless of gender who like just make you feel comfortable and safe and I feel like that's Ivan for her yeah but I think he is like so head over heels in love with her he's going to be crushed I mean everybody is in love with her yeah which leads us to our next hometown which was Ben who just like is such a wussy like he couldn't even get out that he loved her. It's like, why, don't go on the show. Like, that's literally what you do. Like, that's a formula. Yeah, when it was the, after the hometown that night when they were sitting on the bench, there was absolutely no reason why he couldn't say it. No, he literally just couldn't get it out. And then Tasha, when she sent it home, she's like, I'm just tired of like pulling things out of him. And that was just such a good reason. Like, honestly, of all the breakups I've ever seen on The Bachelorette, the reason is always like, we're not there yet. Like, they're always so big. But Tasha had such a concrete reason that I like just, and she verbalized it so well. I respected her so much on The Bachelorette I've, or Bachelor. Like, I've never understood really why. It's always because I like someone else more. She was like, no, no, I like them all equally right now. But like, I'm just tired of like having to pull things out of Ben. It's like, it's exhausting. Yeah. And it's like, he couldn't, and he felt it, but he couldn't say it like, we're too old for this. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when she sent him home, I think he was in complete shock. When oh, he yeah. was in the car, like, like that was genuine, like, emotional so- shock. Like, cannot speak, cannot think. And so I understand why when she sent him home, she- he still had nothing to say because at that point, like, he couldn't function. But after the hometowns, when he realized that he loved her, like, there was no reason why. And, and he should be able to express himself a little better than I that. agree. And I think he's literally going to regret it for the rest of his life. A hundred percent. But I did think his hometown with his sister and their family friend was, like, so cute. How he had, like, these two girls in his life and they're, like, best friends. I thought it was really sweet. Really sweet. But also, I do feel like, yes, Tasha's tired of pulling stuff out of him. But she also was not in love with him because if she was... She would she would work even harder. Like he was not her number one. She would have pulled it out. She yeah. Like, and I just feel like, as much as he didn't give everything that he should have, like it's not like she sent home her number one guy. No, because no, he wasn't no. giving her enough. Like no, I do that's think not what it was. I do think like she also feels stronger about other people. A hundred percent. Last night's episode, while it was better than Monday night's episode, it did honestly. It made me yearn for. Claire and her like toxic energy I just I was having more fun watching her being so nuts like (laughs) and and the guys Yosef like I just miss that like chaos and like this is just everything's going too well I'm like bored yeah no I hear what you're saying and also like with Claire like we knew exactly where she stood like this season any one of the guys could win could win even with Ben included like last night I felt like any one of them could be the winner and, and I, I miss, wouldn't be shocked. And I miss, like, Claire showing us the exactly mystery. who yeah, who's no, going to win. And I also just miss, like, there was just, like, every episode 
whether it was like the most dramatic or not with Claire, there was so much weirdness to unpack, like on Claire's part, on the guy's part. And I just missed that like toxic whirlwind, you know? Yeah, but I also think that is how it, The Bachelor always starts when there are 25 guys, including the crazy and the villain yeah. and this. And so as it gets more serious, you do lose that weirdness because- That chaotic energy. Yeah, yeah. But I do miss it. <laughs> um, all right, so we have the finale next week, Monday and Tuesday. We will not be on live, but- um, but we'll all talk about it. I mean, and I'm there's really, really not much. I'm ex- I hope that like whoever she chooses that they're like living in bliss. And I feel like right now they are because just like Tasha's Instagram story, she seems like yes. so happy and yes. like living. And I'm just like, oh, she's definitely engaged to someone she's absolutely obsessed with. And it's just like in the, having the time of her life. You want to know why I also think it's sexy? Because um, Tasha was on that new podcast with Hannah Ann. Okay clickbait yeah yeah she hosts it oh she hosts it and they were doing a a conversation about dating people who are sober like if that's something you would be open to is that something like you think your lifestyle is good for and and I think Hannah Ann said that she doesn't think it would work for her lifestyle but Tasha was like unequivocally like oh yeah oh interesting that was a good Tasha that was a good Tasha I was also starting to think about Ben in paradise yes and who I would set him up with and I feel like maybe him and Hannah Ann have a future. Everyone has been just like shipping Hannah Ann with different people. Oh, yeah. No, but I was thinking like, who are the girls? Maddie, we still have. Maddie Prue. Not for Ben. But I don't think she's going on Paradise. You don't? I think her life is like a TikTokers and like an Auburn alum like Queen is like so good. You think? Yeah. I think why she's wouldn't so- she want more from the source? Like she got all of that from being on The Bachelor. Wouldn't she go back to the source and like get some more? I don't know. Like, I think... I think of all the people... No, I'm not going to say it. I don't okay. Know then we also have Kelsey. Who we fucking adore, Stan. Victoria Fuller, even though she's like been dating around, she might be single, but I absolutely I think, love like, her. I think she'll be a paradise queen. And not to be a freak, but I would just love to see her in a bathing suit. Like, <laughs> I just think she's literally the most beautiful girl in the world. Like, Yeah. No, so I was just like, I've been starting to think about like who is with who, but I also feel like... The Paradise couples that come out that are, like, rock solid are never ones that I would have predicted. You never expect Raven and Adam Gottschalk. No, I thought it was Raven and Dean forever. Forever. Um, And then we never even expected, like, Dean and Kaylin to be, like, OTP. But then all of a sudden, like, here they are living in a van, best friends forever. Best friends forever. That's our Bachelorette recap. And now it's time for Dear Toasters, our advice segment, where we deliver... Decent advice, you would say. I would say top-notch. Top-notch advice for all your problems, whether it's relationship problems, friend problems, work problems, you know, hygiene problems, anything. So the email is deartoasters at gmail.com. We always keep it anonymous and we'll scrub out everyone's names so you can write in safely. First up, good morning, Claude and Jax. Morning. Thanks for bringing me the most premium content during my treacherous work days and being beautiful, stunning, and smart. I'll start by saying my businessman Bo is an absolute pijam and treats me like a literal queen. Wow, sounds awesome. I love him so much and we've been married for five years, together for eight. The other day when going through his closet snooping for my Christmas presents, I found two large Amazon boxes hidden in the back which contained packs of adult diapers. Absolutely shook. I started looking at receipts and these were from the last three months. I know my husband doesn't need these for medical problems because we share a bed every single night and it's never been an issue. I'm so concerned and confused about what I found and don't know what to do. He's an extremely professional, well put together man with a wonderful career and we have a fantastic sex life. I feel completely blindsided by everything. If these are something he needs, I want him to be comfortable telling me he's my husband. What do I do? Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Sincerely, an OG toaster. 
That's tough. I don't really realistically know how you can live with someone for five to eight years and hide wearing adult diapers. Yeah, I think you should just, and especially since you're saying like whatever it is, you are good with it and you love him as he is. Of course. I think you should just ask him and say, um, I stumbled upon, you have to admit why you were snooping, but I think, That's, I think it's fine. I think your reason for snooping is cute enough. And Me say, too. And I found these diapers like, um, what are they for? Maybe they're for someone else. You just never know. Don't assume anything, but also... And also don't have like a mocking, like a laughing tone because yeah. he's probably like embarrassed if they are for him. Yeah. So I would just like go sweet as sugar. Yeah. And say, I was just, I saw these and I was just curious. Like, like I don't know. Do you take out the trash in your home? You would see adult diapers. Like you have to change them three times a day. There's no way this man has been literally consistently wearing adult diapers for eight years and you didn't know. Yeah, no, maybe he got them for one of his parents. Maybe they're a prank for a friend. But I would definitely, like, just go in open and say, do you wear diapers? Yeah, just, we need if to. If so, that's okay. We need to not be afraid to ask our partners things, like, do you wear diapers? You know, <laughs> it's just, we're living in 2020, like, just ask. Yeah. Just do it. Honesty is the best policy. All right, next up. Hello, Jackie and, and Claudia. of course, letting the toast know what he says of is course. also the best policy. We would like an update. Yeah. Dear Jackie and Claudia, happy hump day. Let's get right to it. Our husbands have had the same group of friends. Oh, I guess this is from two people. Our husbands have had the same group of best friends since grade school and put each other over everything. One of their best friends, Richard, is married and has a baby due in a month. But let's just say he's not handling becoming a father too well. We learned from a girl that went to high school with our husbands that Richard recently sent her a dick pic, totally out of the blue. They hadn't talked in years. Then another girl we went to high school with came forward recently saying she had received her own picture with a personalized caption about a time they had hooked up in the past. Our husbands have already brushed both incidents under the rug. But what do we do? Do we call Richard out on being a total loser, go to his wife and pretend we don't know? Help, please help with our dilemma. Oh, this is fucking terrible. I hate having information that like I just don't need to know, you know? Yeah, also it's funny that you called him Richard because of his dick. Yeah, I think that was intentional. Yeah, no, it's cute. Um, okay, so let's, let's set the scene. You I have to put. I have to place myself. You there. are two girls who are husbands who are best friends, friends and friends from high school. One of their friends, Richard, has a baby on the way and is sending dick pics to people. I think you got to tell the wife. But what is your relationship with the wife? Probably not that close. And then you're gonna like break up this group of friends. I think it's time for a Ron and Sam anonymous note. I, I know. I just wish that that incident hadn't gone so poorly on yeah. the Jersey Shore because I think it was a fantastic idea. But see, here's the thing. And and I, I don't know if I've mentioned actually recently for like the third time I'm rewatching Jersey Shore from the beginning. Um, and that situation is like a classic pop culture example of writing an anonymous note. And it went so awry that people are, you know. Trepidatious. Trepidatious of doing it. But I think that Sam's reaction to it was so unbelievably wrong and she got so mad she was so hell-bent she was more interested in finding out who wrote the note than finding out if what was in it was true and that's because if you watch you realize now and why Sammy is not a part of this group anymore and she doesn't do the reboots is because Ron was literally the most abusive mentally like the most emotionally mentally abusive boyfriend of all time like the most toxic relationship like no wonder she was so you know like fucked up in the head that she was so crazy about who wrote the letter so I feel like we should stop using that as an example because it's not fair because yes. she wasn't in the right headspace. But I'll say, here's the thing. if you got, Obviously, you just want her to know the information, but you don't want to know that it came from you because that ruins the group dynamic. But if you receive this letter, you are eight months pregnant 
and you don't know where it came from, you can't get additional information, you can't get any like context or have anyone to talk to about it. Um, I think that's a really terrible idea. I think that you keep this to yourself, like she's eight months pregnant, I don't think she needs to know this right now, and wait until it's a better time. Like if nothing else happens, never mention it. If something else happens, hopefully it's at a time where she can... Is not pregnant. Is not pregnant and doesn't need this additional stress. And also, like, on the scale of, like, ruining someone's life, like, what do we do? I just feel like a dick pic, it's, like, it's a bad thing and it's really bad. It's cheating. It's cheating, but, like, not worth the upheaval that will happen for, like, this new mom. Well, that's the thing. It's, like, we must protect the pregnant woman at all costs. So whether or not you want to say something, maybe now is not the time. She said she's eight months pregnant, so I would, like, wait a few months. But, no, but if you wait a few months and nothing else happens, there's no more dick pics, maybe Richard meets his child and is, like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, the meaning of life. It's just, like, why is, our bar, why is our bar so low? You know, it's, like, oh, Richard is going to turn into a decent human being when he meets his child, but having a pregnant wife is not enough. I no, just I'm, can't. I'm not saying that he is going to I'm saying like maybe I'm trying to give Richard like the benefit of the doubt but I feel like men like Richard don't deserve the benefit of the doubt and I want to take but no, Richard but his down. wife deserves the time like I just think you don't tell her anything now if nothing else happens ever again you never tell her anything if something happens at a time where she can receive the news better you can tell her but like right now you just sit on your hands oh my god I just flipped to the next card I'm sorry we have an update on the girl whose husband eats his toenails and how's the divorce going? Have you okay. met someone else? Here, guys, we've been waiting for this. Dear Claudia and Jackie, I have heard your request for an update on the show recently and even on Claudia's Insta story. So here we go. To answer everyone's burning questions, yes, my husband is <laughs> still a practicing attorney. Yes, we are still happily married. But believe it or not, the sampling of boogers has ended. The toe biting and earwax smelling has also ended. We laughed for weeks after that episode. That was all it took for someone else other than me to call him out on a podcast that we both love. And after that, he uttered the words, okay, okay, I'm done. <laughs> now, for everyone who doesn't believe this, I've checked the bedside for a booger wall. I've witnessed the clippers being used on his toes and Q-tip usage has tremendously increased. I've done my due diligence. It's done. A changed man. So thank you, Claudia and Jackie. You guys, thank you very much. With love, a very merry toaster. We are saving lives. Oh, my God. I'm so relieved and humbled to have been of service to you and your husband. Oh and I'm gosh. so happy for you. That is some really good news. That's just the kind of good news we need in the holiday season. And it's our last week of the shows and I feel like this is kind of emblematic of like the really important work that we do here like changing lives hearts and minds no I totally agree and sometimes all you need is a little perspective no and you know what she actually made a good point like sometimes hearing you know like hard truths from someone totally random is like really the thing that gets you over the edge yeah no but also like sometimes you don't know like you, if you've been doing something for so long, you don't know that there's anything like weird or wrong with it. And then for to have just like two people who don't know you have no skin in this game react the way that we did tells you everything you need to know. No, totally. I'm so honored that like we made such an impact. Like our work is important. It's wow. Dead. Wow. Well, thank you guys for writing in the updates. If you've ever written in and we written in and we've given you advice, please write us back. We would love to hear from you. We're now two weeks in a row with updates, which is so exciting because we never hear back from our little... Our little campers you know, that we send I, out into the wild. I just assume no news is good news. Yes. If you're not writing again, it means everything went well. A hundred percent. And that's our segment again. If you ever want to write in, dear toasters at gmail.com. Always kept anonymous and we'll always protect you and give you great advice.
Love it. That's all we got, you guys. Anything you want to say before you wrap up this hump day? No, that's all she wrote. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We are also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us the Morning Toast. Leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you have an amazing day, you guys, and we will see you tomorrow for Thursday's show. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.